Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Hello, I'm Virginia Nessie, and you're tuning into SEM Synergy. This is the weekly digital marketing podcast of Bruce Clay, Inc. Hi, I'm Christy Kellogg, and I'm the social media editor at Bruce Clay, Inc. SMX West in San Jose was the major marketing conference of the spring, and we had a chance not only to attend and report the event on the BCI blog, but also to conduct interviews with speakers in advance of the show. Last week, we played an interview with SEO experts, and this week is our interview with a few of our favorite PPC masters. You'll hear from David Zatella, who you know as VP of Search Marketing Operations at Bruce Clay, Inc., and Perna Vergi, Bing Ads Training and Client Development Manager, and Christy Olson, Bing Ads Evangelist. The interview is going to be split in half so we can hear from our show sponsors. On the top half of the show, we get into a lot of interesting topics in the paid online advertising field, including remarketing and social campaigns. On to the interview. Hi, I'm Christy Kellogg, the social media editor at Bruce Clay, Inc., and I'm here for a very special hangout with PPC experts who are going to be speaking at SMX later this month. So I have with me David Zatella, Perna Virgi, and Christy Olson. Do you guys want to go ahead and introduce yourselves and tell us what you do? I'm David Zatella. I run the PPC business for Bruce Clay, Incorporated. Awesome. Hi, I'm Purna, and I am the senior Bing Ads PPC training manager here at Bing Ads. Wonderful. And I'm Christy Olson, and I am the Bing Ads search evangelist. Welcome, you guys. So we're pretty lucky to have two reps from Bing. That's awesome. And we have David, who's super smart at PPC. So we're going to talk about product listing ads and optimizing for mobile and shopping campaigns and so much more. So let's just dive in. One thing I wanted to talk to you about is Google's product listing ads are showing up through new partners, including Kohl's, and they're doing new kinds of targeting according to Merkel's digital marketing report. So tell me what you think of this trend. Anybody? Well, Bing Ads is doing it, too. Okay. So let's talk about it. Well, Christy, why don't you go ahead and start? I mean, we're very excited about our shopping campaigns that we launched recently. So, Yeah, so... Um, in terms of the trend overall, in terms of where we're at in terms of shopping, it's individuals are looking to make purchases online, and both Google and Bing have products and features that really enable consumers to find the products as they're there. And so Bing launched the shopping campaigns out of beta earlier this year that allow you to essentially do the same thing as Google PLAs. And we're seeing really, really good performance data as well. So I'm very excited that I'm going to be talking about shopping as well at, at SMX West. So definitely come to that session on day three. I'm going to talk about some different tips and tricks and optimizations that work across Bing and Google. It's We can reach such a new and diverse audience through the shopping ads. They're so much more compelling, really like an image. You know, the old cliche, image speaks a thousand words. So yeah, and we keep modifying and iterating on the platform with new features. So it's very, very exciting with the shopping campaigns. We can be really seeing really good performance. 
And Kermit, you have a really cool theme going for that shopping campaign session, right? That is right. So people will have to come and find out, but okay. I'm definitely talking all about how you can optimize your campaigns in a way that would make Paris Hilton proud. So it's a very Paris Hilton themed shopping campaign deck. So do come and watch that. I looked at your deck this morning and I'm pretty excited for your session. I know one thing you're going to talk about is keeping shopping campaigns creative and how important that is. So do you want to give us some tips? Oh, absolutely. I think when it comes to creative, obviously the image is the most important part of the ad along with price. So there's some tips that we have with the images. For example, how do you make your ad stand out? So I'm going to share different versions of ads and let people sort of pick which are their winners. And universally, people are drawn to the same, uh, similar kinds of ads. You need to stand out. So I'm going to share tips on how people can stand out. For example, show the product in use. Bing's data has shown that the white, the product on a white background tends to have the best performance in terms of click-through. So that's something interesting that uh, I can share some of my internal data. And again, with pricing, try to be really compelling. Don't always have to be the cut rate, but if you can offer a discount or you can, in your description, you can say sort of free shipping or something like that, that would be quite good. And that's more on Google has a description yet. Bing is also having promo text, but that will come out soon. That sounds great. And then Christy and David, you'll both be taking the stage for a paid search roundtable. So I wanted to ask you guys, what are some questions you know you're going to be asked during this roundtable? Well, I'm anticipating the uh, inevitable, where is all this going? What are we going to see in 2016, 2017, and beyond? And that's a really fun one because there are plenty of directions that PPC can go and predicting which ones will be predominant is fun. So what would your answer be? Yeah. My favorite answer is going to be voice search. I think uh, voice search is coming faster than a lot of people realize. People still think this is the year of mobile. Well, that was last year and the year before. Mm -hmm. I think I read recently that 40% of adults use voice search, and then the, the percentage of teenagers is much higher. It's 55% for teens. Okay. So how do the search engines monetize that, and what does that mean for PPC advertisers? How do we reach the people that are doing searches with their voice? Do we attach our advertisement to the, the response they get? That's kind of awkward. So working that out will be interesting to watch. That's one of my favorite things to look at as well. Sorry not to jump in on Christy. But yeah, voice search is something I've been reading a lot into as well. Plus how the queries differ. Um, that's the most interesting part. There's so much more question-based. And the cool thing is you can discover the degree of intent based on the question. For example, what is Audi's latest car versus where is my nearest Audi showroom? It's completely different purchase intent, so you can bid accordingly. So super cool with how do you get the tokens and all that from voice. So anyway, back to you, Christy. Sorry to interrupt. No, voice search is definitely going to be one of the topics that is coming up for this upcoming year, and you're hitting the nail on the head of what do we do from a paid search standpoint? Because we're going to see the query length essentially change over time. Of You're going to start to see longer search queries come out, and you're going to want to start building campaigns focused more on intent than just keywords and or keyword themes. That way you can really hit the right messaging to the consumer and really answer the questions they're looking for. I think also in terms of the question I'm sort of expecting is, 
how do we see the convergence of search, social, and programmatic display coming together? Because remarketing is really one of those themes that's coming up of how do we really move forward and leverage our internal data and third-party data to make better campaigns. And again, it goes back a little bit on the intent side of if you're using remarketing, what you do from an inclusion and an exclusion standpoint uh, layered onto your campaigns gives you so much more ability to target and to adjust your message and adjust all of your strategies across the board. So I, I'm sort of expecting to hear questions about what is that next step, what else is coming, and how do we really take our campaigns to that next level by using remarketing across the board for everything. And how would you answer that? <laughs> a little bit like I just did. I am, I've actually been talking quite a bit with different people in the space, and I'm actually almost to the point of all campaigns could be remarketing campaigns of including and excluding specific audiences depending on what you're doing. So you could have some duplicative and mirrored campaigns of even from the brand or higher level query standpoint of people who have purchased certain things, people who have been to your site, people who have bounced. And you can layer those together, adjust your messaging, adjust what you're targeting from a keyword standpoint and really be more specific and intentional with what you're doing and focus on consumer intent to get the right message at that right time to the audience. Great. So if I were in your guys' session, one question that I would want to ask you is how you're incorporating social into your paid search strategy. Like, for example, David, I know you have an initiative at Bruce Clay Inc. to have every PPC client using Facebook ads. So I'd just like to hear all of your thoughts on social for paid. Well, um, social for paid has quickly become kind of... Uh, the voice search of ad platforms in that it kind of snuck up on everybody and especially direct response advertisers and we're finding very very good conversion volumes and very good CPAs on the social platforms, specifically Facebook so there are several different ad types and targeting types to take advantage of all of them would be a full-time job so we're hand-picking a few and starting all of our clients off on a few. Retargeting, carousel ads, product ads, all of those do very well for, for our e-retail clients. How about you ladies? I'll take it first. So something that I've been thinking about, and it goes back to remarketing retargeting, is you get so much really rich data with your targeting capabilities across Facebook. And so making sure that as you're building out your social, your paid social campaigns, including in some sort of parameter in the destination URL, so that way you can actually then build your remarketing audiences off of those specific overall campaigns. And, and then it gives you more ability to leverage your remarketing in general so you can update your messaging. So if you know that there are specific types of consumers that respond to different messaging, different ad types, you can actually then target them by creating a specific remarketing campaign and rehitting that audience. So you, you target them on the Facebook side, you engage with them there, and then also engaging with them on paid search when they're in the search space. Awesome. Yeah, I, I would agree with Christy. Actually, really, for me, the all about the the whole value and the the joy in the social side is the level of audience targeting and the data that you get. Like, it's such a no-brainer. Like, do that. Um, remarketing performance on Facebook, also especially, is so powerful. So it can help lower your other CPAs down effectively. If I could still have really powerful paid search ads and display campaigns, and then I could retarget also on Facebook, I guess I see better performance. So I think that would be another big reason why I'm a huge proponent. 
I'm glad, David, you've got the initiative. You will change businesses for the better. My pleasure. <laughs> so, Penny, you just mentioned reducing CPAs, which is, you know, a hot topic. So what are some of your favorite tips for doing that across the board? Okay, across the board, um, learning CPAs. A great thing is, again, testing. The ad is the messaging. Also, is trying to get a little bit more granular on who you're targeting. So a little bit more of intent. Christy brought up intent earlier. So if we can know that this audience is more likely to, or this set of sort of keyword and themes are more likely to respond better to this type of message, then just drilling down a little bit on that one, constantly testing, again, your landing pages, looking at that. So it's your, it's your usual options for lowering the CPAs. Also test different ad formats. That's something that's quite good to do, especially mobile ads is a good one to look at. They have the highest click-through rate. In fact, mobile ads tend to have a 2.81 click-through rate as opposed to tablet and desktop, which are significantly lower, according to eMarketer data. Why do you think that is, that mobile has that? Um, I think we're attributing it to the fact that because there's such a smaller space that the ads that show up tend to just have to be of much higher quality, hence they just drive that much more engagement and clicks. You guys have covered a lot of interesting stuff so far, Christy. I found it really interesting to hear Christy Olson recommend building campaigns around consumer intent instead of keywords and themes because of voice search. And there was also that conversation around remarketing and layering inclusion and exclusion in order to narrow down your target audience with your promotion and messaging and this connection to social advertising. I'm personally interested in learning more on that. Me too. But for now, it's time for a break. Hold tight because we're going to return to talk about tips for reducing CPAs and optimizing landing pages and even an interesting discussion on quality score. How is quality score determined and how different it is on Google compared to Bing? Call tracking and local is also on the agenda when SEM Synergy returns. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Conversion Conference, the can't-miss CRO event of 2016. Join over 750 people from dozens of countries gathering in Las Vegas, May 18th and 19th, for the biggest industry-wide conversion event ever. 
Four parallel tracks of top content will allow you to personalize the exact topics that you want to focus on. Interact with expert speakers at informal networking events and birds of a feather lunch table topics. Meet dozens of leading CRO companies face-to-face in the expo hall. Get hands-on with pre-conference workshops and master classes. Join us for fun activities such as zip lining and Tim Ash's after party in the presidential suite. Oh yeah, did we mention that it's in Vegas, baby? May 18th and 19th, Conversion Conference last year sold out fast and it's expected to sell out again. So don't miss it. Go to conversionconference.com for details right now. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back. I'm Bruce Clay Inc.'s social media editor, Christy Kellogg, and this is a special episode of SEM Synergy with guests David Zatella, VP of SEM Operations, and Christy Olson, Bing Ads Evangelist, and Perna Vergi, Bing Ads Training and Client Development Manager. This is a conversation for PPC heads covering the range of online advertising topics. In the first half of the interview, you guys covered shopping campaigns, social ads, and layering with retargeting. As we pick back up with the interview, Christy looks at improving quality score for mobile and desktop. Back to you, Christy. So when you're competing for space as a mobile ad, do you guys have some tips for you know, improving your mobile site to like increase your quality score? Well, that would have to be answered two different ways because Bing Ads calculates or factors in site quality differently than Google does. I like Bing Ads factoring better, so why don't you guys start? Well, Christy, you're the quality score expert here, so I'll defer to you. Well, and I'm trying to think of how to best answer the question in terms of site development and over for improving quality score, because a lot of it does come down to very similar, uh, I, I would say across both Google and Bing, similar aspects of just making sure that the content that you have on your site is highly relevant overall to your ad copy and your keywords, and that the user experience is really well thought through and developed. So you, you don't want to put so much content on a mobile experience page that the user doesn't know what their next step and next action is. You, you want to make it so it's easy for them to take that step, but you do also want to make sure that you have content on the page. It's not just a button or a form or a purchase mm-hmm. from that standpoint. I think I tend to, to think about on the mobile optimization experience is making sure that the site's developed in such a way that as the consumer is navigating it, they can actually navigate through your site and hit the buttons without having to worry about the button size not working for their fingers, not Mm. working on what they're intending to do from an action standpoint. Part of the quality score is just making sure you still have content on that page. It's not just a form, but you still add value with the action that you intend them to take. 
What do you think, Verna? I think you are brilliant as always, Christy. You know I love you. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, the quality score is not going to change that much on a mobile landing page or a regular landing page. It is really all about, like Christy said, the relevance and the user experience. Microsoft has, we have at Bing Ads published a little study a year ago now on how do you optimize your mobile uh, landing pages. I can maybe send that to you, Christy. Maybe we can tweet it out afterwards. Yeah. We'll tweet it too. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. David, what would you say on the, anything else you would add in on the, the optimization side? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of mythology about landing page contribution to quality score on Google AdWords. And the fact is, and uh, this is not just my opinion, Google people have told me this, that the landing page contributes almost nothing to overall quality score. In fact, Google looks at the page load time, they look at the presence of the privacy policy link, they look at kind of the content density, in other words, is there enough content to message correctly? And then if all of those things are true, then there's absolutely no effect on quality score. In other words, you can't earn better quality score by having a better page. You can get penalized by having a worse page. Yes. So if you don't I had that too, David. That's true from Google in the past too. Yep. I think with Bing, we do give you a separate landing quality score as well for your landing page. So you can see how your score is broken up. So which in that way, Bing is quite transparent in that sense. So you can go and investigate your quality score at the keyword of the ad group as well as the campaign level and see what it is. And this might just be my understanding of it and how it works on the back end on the Bing side is there is some relevance though between the keyword and the content on the page. Yeah. It's not just that the privacy policy is in place. It actually is relevance of does mm -hmm. this make sense? So you're not bidding on the term Facebook and you have a, a page about used car sales. They have to be relevant in terms of the content as well as a portion of low, medium, high quality for that factor. Um, I'd be a little shocked though that Google doesn't have something on the content side because it, I know I've seen a couple of campaigns where the keyword itself that we're targeting within the paid search campaign isn't seen on the page, but the it's related to the other content and you are getting penalized on the, the page relevance yeah. side. Well, this is what I think it is. Google wants to deliver relevant answers to search queries. Mm -hmm. They don't, you know, this sounds a little crass, but they don't care about what happens after that. If they, if they show the correct ad and the ad goes to a page that, that is acceptable in experience, then they're fine. They don't really need to go any further to meet their main mission, which is to deliver a, a relevant answer to a search query on the search results page. I don't agree with it, but I think that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to go one step further, and that's where I think on me for the search engines, and part of the reason I love what I do is that it's not just answering the question, but it's answering the question to make sure that the user gets the information they're looking for and what they need. It's not just that initial click, it's that when they click through to the site that they're finding the right information at the right point in time. Which and I know that's, I'm assuming all three of us or four of us as we're building our paid search campaigns, that's always top of mind of how do you make sure, like if the bounce rate's high, then something's wrong with the landing page or the keyword to add copy to the landing page. Mm -hmm. You've got to troubleshoot that and figure that out because you're paying for that traffic. Right. And I would hope that the search engines do look a little more at that. I know Bing does. A couple of years ago, I had tested doing the SEO treatment on the land PPC landing pages as well to see if that had any bearing on the Google quality score. We did not have any sort of significant lift or anything. But again, too many maybe other factors were also a part of it. So content did change. 
Um, but still was an interesting test. So mm -hmm. I do know, I agree with you, that Christy, that Bing does pay more attention from what I understand, whereas Google allegedly, from what I've heard as well from reps and Googlers, they don't. But anyway, back to you, Christy K. I love hearing you guys talk about this. I don't do PPC. I do content and social media, and you guys sound so smart, and I love just listening to you guys talk. But there's a question, again, that I have for you guys. When I go to the conferences, SMX and PubCon, and you know, read articles and stuff, I hear people asking a lot about how to track call tracking, the tips for doing the call tracking. So would you guys speak to that? From a call tracking standpoint, I know there's lots of wonderful software and tools that can do that, but there is something like Bing Ads. We have wonderful reports called details reports. So if you want to measure the success of your call extensions or, or your click call campaigns, you can go in and pull data. It sort of gives you like the time of the call, the number of answers and hang-ups, forwards, a lot of really cool information about the calls that you can get. And, I'm always surprised that people don't know that we have a call detail report. Right, Christy, you must have also been surprised when it's like, no, it's brilliant. Use this report. I know, and it, there's a lot of great information in there. What it doesn't answer, and what the one component that I think a lot of people are still trying to figure out is, how do you tie that call back to the sale? And that yeah. is something that you do have to have, either third-party software mm -hmm. that you use your, your, your CRM that links in to say, when somebody called, did it account for a sale? What is the revenue tied back to that? You're still going to need something else, and you're going to have to have a very well-trained sales team that can input the data and make sure they input it correctly so we get everything linked back. But I do say the both Google and Bing have some high-level details. Bing's is a little more in-depth than Google at this point in time in terms of the information. David? Well, when I think of this topic, I break it down into three different topics because there are really three different kinds of phone calls that a PPC manager would like to measure. One is the calls that come from a call extension ad where the phone number appears in the ad. Another type of call is a call that comes through on a smartphone, maybe even a click-to-call ad where there is no other opportunity to respond to the ad than to make the phone call. And then the third type is a phone call that is made after clicking on an ad and going to the site and calling the site. And all of those are important to be measured. The first two, Google and Bing Ads, do a good job of tracking with call details. The third one's a little tougher. Google offers a free tool for counting and attributing the phone calls that happen once the visitor gets to the site. It is, unfortunately, uh, let's call it not as robust as the third-party solutions that you have to pay for. So a lot of our clients are actually using third-party services. But for the advertisers listening and the agency worker bees listening, it's really important to measure phone calls, especially for certain advertisers like legal services or financial services. And that must include the phone calls that come after the PPC ad has been clicked and someone gets to the site. David, you are so brilliant. <laughs> wow. That's why he's our vice president of SEM. I know. You guys are so lucky. You've got David and Dwayne and Christy and Vanessa. Like, you're so lucky. Thank you. Yeah. So, one I'd actually say on that before I move forward, just because I know this is mainly paid search focused, but something that paid search, if you're at an agency or an in-house, that I do want to call out to make sure that you are aware of it, is that as you're putting in either the dynamically updated call phone numbers on your website, 
You also want to think about how that might impact you from an SEO standpoint if you're a local business because the search engines still crawl your site in order to pull information out for the semantics of understanding how to reach you and how to get a hold of you. Something to think about is as you're using some sort of solution, whether it's a dynamically inserted phone number that updates as the user comes into your site so you can get the call tracking attributed back either to your paid search campaigns, your Facebook campaigns, fill in the blank, is that you'll want to make sure your phone number is still hard-coded somewhere on the site so that way it's only getting updated when the user comes in from a paid channel and it's not always updated and refreshing across the board. It's something that people might not necessarily think about, but you don't want to have a search engine come in, have it refresh the phone number on your site to a call tracking based number, and then have that information getting published out across organic results for local listing. And mm -hmm. so it's just something that sort of for me has come top of mind as I'm taking on both SEM and SEO and talking about what some of the implications are as you think through changes you're making in your account and how that might impact you from a search standpoint. Closing out with some solid advice about call tracking numbers in local businesses. It's a good reminder that paid search campaigns can impact SEO. So for me, after listening to your guys' interview, I definitely took away the reminder to focus on user intent and not keywords. It's an adjustment we all have to make in SEO as well as content and PPC. Thanks to all our guests on the show this week. And thank you for listening. If you want to hear more, please subscribe to the show. And that way, new shows will be in your podcast player when you're ready for them. From all of us at Bruce Clay Inc., see you next week on SEM Synergy. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.